Missouri against the Nissan. Makes a nice move in across the line. Drops it back to Nike. Nike passes the shot. They score! Oscar Lindblom buries it. And the power play goal ties this game. This is episode 57 of the Liberty O. And <laughs> I, I'm not doing the intro. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the intro. This team does not deserve me doing the intro at this time. Danny's hot. Uh, Danny was going before we even hit record, so I'm going to let Danny take this. Dude, like, I don't, and I don't care what, what people think about this, like, because there are some people that are just like, oh, like, anyone who doesn't watch every second of every game, you know, like, like, people think, I, bro, I barely watched this game tonight, and I'm glad I didn't, bro. Yeah. I, like, I, I would, I would fall asleep, wake up for a second, check the score, devil's pot it too, all right, <laughs> go back to sleep for a second, wake up, devil's got two more. All right, like I'm glad I'm glad I stayed asleep, bro. Like this this team this team fucking sucks. So like no, I I, I did not watch most of this game tonight. So I can't give an informed take on the process, or whatever. But like I've seen enough this month, bro. Like I've just seen enough. You made a great point, or like before we press play, and it's something that I've been thinking about since you said it. And it like this team sucked back when we were 17, 18, back in high school. During the hack years, Timo just wasn't good, but at least you were rooting for some guys on the team. This is the first time in I don't even know how long, maybe ever, that since I've been a Flyers fan, since I can remember, that I'm just, I mean, obviously I'm rooting for Oscar Lindblom, I'm rooting for Patrick to, to come back from their, whatever that they've been through, obviously, but it's so hard to to root for this team right now. I, I don't even want to get up for game. Like, if I don't want to get up for a game, what are the players thinking right now? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm thinking about. But it's the first time that I woke up on a Flyers game day and struggled to put the game on the TV. Like, that's not like me at all. You know what I mean? It's just this this team is so frustrating right now, man. It, it's, it's disgusting. It, it's worse than the hack years, because at least in the hackstall years, you like I I said this to you on text thirty minutes ago. At least in the hackstall years, you knew the team was going to be bad because we had a guy like Dale Weiss playing power play two minutes. Like we went into those years not expecting the most, not expecting the most, but uh, obviously that that those teams were what they are. But we expect so much more from this team, and to be to get the same kind of play out of this kind of team with this kind of roster is disgusting. It's it's really bad. It's at an all-time low right now, man. This is really bad. And I, I remember saying to you uh, earlier today about the Islanders game and how like they didn't even play that bad. And that, no. that was the really frustrating part about that game is that they finally put it all together and they couldn't do it at a time where they needed to do it. Like last year, there was plenty of games. Like I remember one specifically against the Coyotes we watched together. Uh, we piled it on that goalie the entire night, but he just wouldn't let anything by. Sometimes the yeah. goalie beats you, and that's okay when you put yourself in a position to to afford to be able to lose one. Like the Flyers couldn't lose that game. Well, you said at it, home against the Islanders. You said it best today when we talked about it. The the Flyers of last year playing the way that they were, they could afford that kind of game, playing really well against the Islanders and just getting beat by a hot goalie. Especially put the put how bad that they've been playing aside. In a 56-game schedule, in this kind of season that we're in right now, you need to win every game. There's no room to have those kind of games, especially with the way we're playing right now. You can't afford that kind of game. Boston has two points, uh, not two points, two games 
at, on us, and they're ahead of us in the standings, and we're just losing traction in every game that passes by. And like I said in the last episode, nothing is going to change unless this. If this defense stays the same, nothing will change. Uh, bro, just, I'm serious. I'm ready to ship, dudes. I'm ready to ship, dudes, bro. Like I'm watching what Farabee's doing right now. I'm talking like 14 goals in 31 games the in the second player. year on an ELC. And I'm, you look at Couturier making four mil. Hart, even though he awesome. has struggles, still on his ELC. And it's like, dude, I'm ready to just ship guys, bro. Like, Couturier it's had, only going to get downhill. Couturier had had two goals today, and he's dealing with a hip flexor. So that dude's an absolute warrior. And we talked about it today, too. He's another guy that I look at. He doesn't even need to be at 100% to play and be effective because he's just that good. His, his hockey IQ is just so elite to the point where he just knows where to be. So you don't need, like, Couturier can play on one leg, and he's still more valuable than half these these players on this team, to be honest with you. And he had two goals today, and he, he's definitely not 100%. I know nobody's 100% around this kind of time, but he's definitely not 100%, and he's just putting it all out there. JVR looks really good. Farabee was the only player besides Couturier that came to play today. It, it's just... It's crazy it's to me how JVR game. is having this kind of year. Farabee's having this kind of year. Coots is obviously Coots. And, like, we still suck, bro. Like, it's crazy. Like, you, bro, if you would have told me in the offseason going into this year that JVR was going to have the season that he has, like, leading yeah, the team in points, dude, I would have thought that the team would, would, would be contending for the Cup at this time. Well, we're scoring at the same rate as we did last year. It's just that's what – I mean, look at Toronto, man. Toronto has all the offensive power you want, and look what they've been able to do the last how many years they can't get out of the first round because they don't have defense offense doesn't mean shit when you don't have defense and we we don't have defense and the more i think about it chuck really went into this offseason i mean he he made us buy it buy in with him i mean he chuck really put a lot of stock into these young defensemen he's a lot of stock in the sandheim a lot of stock in the myers to take that next step and be able to to at least nobody was going to replace niskanen but we talked about it on the pods over the summer, at least try to take that next step to at least cover, like, each person on the team needs to cover up one area that is getting left, you know what I mean? And Chuck put a ton of just stock in young players, NAK to come in and replace Pitlick, Myers and Sandheim, like I just mentioned, even Hart's taking a step back, but that has a lot to do with the, the defense. It's just, he put a lot of stock in our, our young defense defensive core and, and, and players, and it, it kind of bit him on the ass. I mean, Limblom's coming around right now. He's been awesome the last four or five games, I and mean, he's been on fire. So it's really nice to see him starting to pot some goals. But uh, Chuck just put a lot of a lot of trust in these young players, and it kind of bit him on the ass. That, that, does, that doesn't mean that in the long run the players aren't going to be good. Just right now, it, it seemed like whatever Chuck put on their plate was just a little bit too much, I think. Dude, I gotta be honest. I think this this all stems, and I I would not be as mad right now if the team did not roll over and die in that game seven. If they if this team went out fighting last season, then I still might be on ship right now. I still just might. But this team rolled over and died at game died. seven, biggest game of this core this core's career. Honestly, like that. Oh, it's sad to think about because that game, like in, in retrospect, isn't even that big. But like, it, it's big for us. It's big, yeah. it's big, it was big for that core. We were ready and, to go for that game, man. I remember being so excited for that. It was a huge game. We just it shook. felt like everything built to that moment, and they just fucking died, bro. Yeah, bad. Like I, that 
that game was the epnote of the season. Just everything that's happened this season kind of stems from that that playoff round. It's just lazy defensive turnovers, just not being fast on the on the puck in the D zone, getting the puck out. It's just we're waiting for the the four checker to get there before we're not making the play ourselves. We're waiting for the game to come to us instead of just letting it happen. It, it's 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 really bad right now. Nobody nobody's taking the puck and making a play with it. Everyone's getting the puck and, and getting rid of it right away. You know what I mean? Nobody has the confidence on the team right now to, to make a breakout play or or not even make a breakout play. Nobody's grabbing the puck, taking it back in their zone, slowing things down, and then taking it up and making a nice breakout pass. Nobody has the confidence right now. I, I've never seen a hockey team play with such low confidence in my entire life. It's really bad right now. Yeah, and like we were saying before we even started the show, like there's no one even, like we, we don't even want to tune in and like root for these guys. Like there's no like feel good st- outside of like Lindblom right now. Yeah. There's no like no nothing feel good story to kind of like root for. I they mean, don't have an identity. Be- they they don't have anything right now. They have nothing. their identity is what you saw tonight, bro. I I box score watch tonight, and I know that that was a typical game. Like I like they go down early. Then they get a, a goal when it means something, but not really. Then they go down big, and then they start playing when they're down big. Like it, it's yeah. it's the same shit we've been seeing since the first shortened season in 2013. It's it starts at a shortened season and it's gonna end, bro. It's gonna end in a shortened season. This core. Yeah, absolutely. And towards the beginning of the third period, the Devils were almost doubling us in shots, and now the game finished with us having 33 shots and them having 32. So if you look at it on your phone if you go on NHL app and look at the statue like, oh the flyers outshot them but still a lot no no AV don't don't try to blow smoke up anybody's asses with with that it just the only reason why we had that many shots is cuz we were yet again chasing the game down 4-1 and you went down 4-1 to the devils the devils are not a good hockey team they are not a good hockey team and you needed to come in to this this four game stretch that we're on right now was such a huge just test, I guess, in in a lot of different ways, and not a very good start at all. Overtime loss against the Islanders, and then just uh, I don't want to hear. Oh, the Flyers they made a little bit of, they made a little bit comeback. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like I don't care about those goals at all. Like not one. <laughs> I don't care. And then the game that killed us is the Rangers game. That's the game that this season just straight up died. The nine nothing one. Yeah, I was just yeah. Yeah, they gave up that game. Everyone gave up that game. I I don't know what's going on. They they don't even want to seem like they want to be out there. I I don't know if they're tired. If if there's some effects from I I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. Like it, bro, I don't think we talked about how just how dark that game was because <laughs> we've seen the Flyers get blown out a lot. Trust me, a lot. We've seen it plenty of times. But every time they get blown out, I feel like you would see some crazy shit happen. Like Ray Emery would go fight Braden Holpe oh, yeah. that one time when we were getting blown out. Like we always like went down swinging, and it's like, yeah. dude, to, we we went the, in that building, lost nine nothing, and no one gave a shit, bro. I think the like, fact that we I, I it, it's insane. I think the fact that we played the Islanders the day after kind of helps with the fact that we didn't let this settle in. So we didn't really get to sit down and think about this, this that that loss for too long. So I think that helped. I think that played in the Flyers' favor, to be honest with you, because if we had a day to sit here and really let that loss sink in, the, the replies on Twitter, first of all, would have been terrible. And I, I feel like even the Flyers themselves would have been able to sit and like kind of just think about that loss and let it, 
sit and stay with them. You know what I mean? And I feel like the turnaround, I, I guess you can make an argument that it, it would help them. But, I mean, we won 4-3. But, it, yeah, that loss was just I the, the dagger, honestly. I mean, I don't want to say the dagger because there's some – there's a lot of uh, – there's, what, 25 games left in, 26 games left. But uh, it, it, I don't see us making the playoffs. The defense is just – just so bad. And is Chuck going to make a Band-Aid move right now? Does he think that this team deserves for him to make an Eklom kind of move? I don't know because if the team that played the Islanders, um, when we played the Islanders yesterday, if that team is the real team, then, yeah, they deserve Chuck to go out there and make a move for a defenseman because nine times out of ten, you win that game. Against the Islanders, because they, they, they all played the Islanders that entire game. Uh, just that, that stupid bounce goal. Elliot was trying to cover over the puck and didn't know where it was. And what's his name? Wallstrom potted it. It's just, if nine times out of ten, we win that game. But like that is once in a blue moon this year. Like, we're not getting any, any consistent kind of play from them. So I don't think the, the Flyers deserve Chuck to go out there to make a move, to be honest with you. Chuck might, might make like a band aid kind of move. But I don't like. The more and more we lose games like this, and the more and more we don't look like we even want to be out there, it, I don't think Chuck's gonna make a move, and it's just, that's just gonna piss people out on on Twitter even more because they're gonna be, why isn't he, why isn't he active, why isn't he doing anything? And I agree, I, I would love to see a move be made, but if if this trend continues, then does this roster deserve an Eklund being added to it? No, they don't like, at all. Like, they they wouldn't deserve to get a guy like that playing the way they did. Yeah, the Flyers are not deeming of a like a, a move no. that like a GM is instilling trust. They're 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 in need of a move that kind of says like sends a message. Honestly, at this time. as crazy as this sounds, and I I don't maybe <laughs> I don't know maybe I mean this, but obviously a shakeup kind of trade would be like Voracek, Drew. Drew has a no no trade clause, so. A trade that I could see going down, Danny, that would honestly sh- like, would shake things up because he is beloved guy with the fans and in that locker room would be a Lawton. But that I, I really could see him going because he's got a favorable contract. He's a good player, and I think him moving him would be like, oh wow, to the players in that locker room. Honestly, getting a moving him would kind of change up the identity of the bottom six. Getting trading him for whatever you would trade him for, maybe like a little bit more skilled guy or or a guy that. Is bigger and can bring the hit. I, I I don't know, but maybe that could be a trade. Lawton Lawton would be a nice little trade target. I don't know to shake things up, send a message. I, I I have no idea at this point. Maybe I'm just throwing shit out there just to say shit. Maybe it's just the the anger in me talking. I I don't know, but I just want to see something. I, I just want to see that somebody's alive in the Flyers front office. Like are they are they alive? Seriously, it, it sets the stage for tomorrow. Oh, one oh. p.m. Chuck Fletcher and probably the most entertaining press conference of the year. Probably the most entertaining Flyers event of the year. And that <laughs> I is was, sad. I was just going to say that. It's going to be more. I'm I'm going to run to the TV. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to be working. But if I was home, I would have ran to the TV and turned that on. Definitely more exciting than any Flyers game that has happened this year. Yeah, he, we talked about it in the car today. If the Flyers came out and won 4-1 today. He would have been able to deflect every question tomorrow. Yeah, oh. he would have been smug, just like he like he was in the Absolutely. last couple. Absolutely, and, and this... that was fine in the last couple, but now it's not, dude. No. He can't be smug tomorrow. He has to fucking answer some and questions tomorrow. Th- this is where I'm at with it. This roster 
is giving this regime is dealing with this roster for the first time. Like we've seen this roster be inconsistent, play well, play bad, blah 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 with the with the last regime, and we saw how Hextall dealt with it. I'm interested to see how Chuck Fletcher and AV deal with this because this is the this is the first time that they've really dealt with serious adversity in Philadelphia. They came, they both came here, they both made their moves. We had a really good first season. The the, the team was good. The stoppage happened. The bubble happened. Blah blah blah. That happened. That team's over. Right? This is a completely different team. Every year is different. I'm really excited to see how Chuck Fletcher and and AV deal with this because it's a different regime. I think so. I don't know if Hexall is secretly still running the Flyers because it feels like it is. And I know that maybe a trade right now we're moving right now isn't the best thing for the organization, but it's, it's super frustrating because us as fans, and we got a taste. The Flyers gave us a little bit of taste of a good, solid team. And then they're just giving us the Hextall years right back, man. I hate saying that because there was such like such miserable years, but that's what it really feels like. I haven't felt like this since those years, man. It, it, it's really frustrating. It sucks, man. That last year was so much fun, dude. So much fun. Got, got drunk for so many games. <laughs> we did. We had a really good time last year. Every game was just – you knew that they were going to be in it. You knew something was going to happen. It was just – a complete, like I said in the other podcast, it seems like as if Chuck completely restructured this team and every player is different, different besides like Drew and Voracek. It's just, it's mind-boggling, man. It really is. I thought Myers had a good game against the Islanders. I thought he had an okay game today. Obviously, he had that turnover. But honestly, that turnover really wasn't his fault. He had no outlet passes, which is something that has happened all year. To connect me, if you go back and look at that goal, that Myers hit the shin pad of, and then it bounced right in the slot and for, for that goal. Konechny is at center ice while that play is happening. He's not even, like, you can't even see Konechny on the screen unless you're looking all the way up ice. It's just the entire team is not playing defense. The entire team is just not trying right now, man. I feel really bad, honestly, because that turnover by Myers could have easily been avoided, like Keith Jones said, if somebody on the team would have just screamed eat it. To him, and he would have just ate it in the corner, t- took it to the boards, and then somebody else would have came and tried to help him out and get it out of the zone. You know what I mean? It's just there's no communication, man. They're, it's every man playing for themselves right now is what the the Flyers are doing. It's every, it's not team play right now. It's every guy's f- fending for himself. It's pretty frustrating. Connecting is one of those players that I look at, especially this year, and I'm like, dude, you, what happened? He was making so many positive I steps know. towards becoming a complete player last year. Like he was working hard, battling. Like he may not be the biggest player, but he he did some good things last year. He took some good steps, became an all star, and like he, I feel like he was he did the right play. Like he always made the right play at the end of the day, and yeah. now like I feel like he's always he's cheating up sometimes yeah. in the play. He's cheating the game 100. percent He's not finishing. He had a turnover. Um, I don't know if it was in the first or third. It was on the power play. He was at, he was at the at the top, not the top of the point on the left wall where Giroux usually is, and he tried to make a pass to the point, and it was the worst pass I've ever seen. It, it hit it hit the uh, got uh, the defenseman stick right in the right in the tape blade, and he cleared it. It was just he, they're not making the simple plays right now, Dan. And when you're not making the simple plays, that eventually leads to turnovers. Turnovers lead to bad bounces. And then if you're getting bad bounces, obviously bad luck's going to happen, and that's what you're seeing. The Flyers are getting hit with the craziest case of bad luck slash just bad play at the same time that I've ever seen. It's really bad. I mean, you see what Ghost said the other day? On He was like, we're not playing that bad. 
bounces, bad bounces are just happening and they're ending up in the back of the net. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that, that, doesn't that insinuate you're playing bad? <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's terrible, man. Like, even the press conferences are, are bad. Everything's bad right now. Let's get into uh, a couple questions. The gents. The gents Austin have a couple questions. questions. Yeah, emergency press conference. H- had to had to gauge the waters a little bit. So, Jack says, what do you guys think is the main reason this team is playing like shit right now? Is that some of them had COVID or are they not in sync? See, that's the thing. Honestly, the, the, the messed up part about this year is that, like you said, it's only 30 games. And I know it's a shortened season. So, like, this all could be in big picture overreacting but it's really not because if you think about this this team's track record in the past and you think about the fact that certain guys aren't going to get any younger you're burning a year of Farabee's ELC and it looks like Farabee's going to even though it's going to be an RFA extension like it looks like he's going to get kind of paid next time he gets paid (laughs) he keeps finishing the way he's finishing yeah goals means money in the NHL and he keeps potting the puck yeah he'll definitely be signing a nice little contract for sure. So that's what I was saying. Like I'm ready to shift, guys, bro. Like the way are we, we have certain contracts right now that are just like that. Just scream, you gotta go for it. You gotta win now. And whoever whoever's not in that puzzle, whoever's not a piece in that puzzle, I think just has to go. And I think bold we need to shake something up. Bold statements from Danny over here. Sick of it. Is that what you want to do? Like you want to blow shit up right now? Yeah, man. Not, not maybe not like a full on. Like I don't want to blow up nah, and rebuild. Yeah. I want to retool. I yeah, want to just this, send a message. One guy. I want one guy going. I, I don't. don't it, pick I your don't, spot. I don't want the word. I'm sorry to cut you off. I don't want the word rebuild. Rebuild thrown around at all because this team is not in a rebuild situation. Nah, at retool. All. You're retool. not in a rebuild situation when you got when you have building blocks like Hart, Provorov, Couturier, Farabee. I mean. Obviously, Hart and, and program aren't having the best years, and obviously a lot of that has to do with the defense and just the total team play. So you can't really look at one guy and make an assumption. So we have the building blocks that you don't really would consider a rebuild. Definitely a retool. That That's that's the word I would for sure use. Retooling. Like I said, I think Lawton, even though I'm not sitting here saying that I would want to trade Lawton away, I think he's a great player, especially around playoff time. But I think that he would have good value if you were to make that kind of trade. If you were looking to make a trade where you were like, okay, I don't want to trade away Voracek and JVR because that's kind of blowing things up because they're just huge players on this team. I wouldn't be against it, but if, if that's how Chuck is thinking, then I think Lawton would be a piece that you would get maybe not the same kind of value for from, than those other guys, but teams would want Lawton. Like I, I said it to my buddy Mark. Shout out Mark Roman. A team on, a team trying to make a playoff run and trying to make a Stanley Cup, and a team that really thinks that they're like a couple pieces away, they'll give something up for Scott Lawton. They'll give up a draft pick for Scott, a draft pick that they might not usually would want to give up for a Scott Lawton to 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 make a a final push for a playoff run. You know what I mean? Like if a team thinks that they're a Scott Lawton away from from making a cup run. I'm not saying Scott Lawton would like make a team that much better, but he would be a nice little uh, piece for a team. And I think the same thing with Costas Perry. Like if uh, say a team that has Stanley cup aspirations, they, they have an offensive defenseman that goes down and they want to add a guy and Chuck's, Hey, I have Costas Bear. He, he'd be a good on a third pairing role with a nice defensive defenseman. And he could pa- quarterback one of your power plays. Hey, do you want him? Like, I, 
there's a lot of options for Chuck, and I wouldn't be opposed to, to shaking things up with a Lawton trade. I think he'd be a an interesting piece to a trade. I'd be interested to hear it. Now that I'm thinking about it, it sounds like kind of the perfect fit. It's like it's big enough to be a shakeup. Yes, but it's not big enough to actually like gut the team yeah. in a sense. Because like the the one the thing teams I, won him, like you said. Yeah, the teams would definitely take Scott Lawton. He's definitely valued around the league. We had to protect him in the expansion draft. Yeah, teams like Vegas. Scott for sure, absolutely. And, t- and the team teammates, his teammates love him. So, but the one thing I think about that that Ottawa game last year where he he was like screaming at the Ottawa bench, scoring goals. It was an awesome game for Scott Lawton. It was an all around flyer kind of game. I feel like that's the kind of that's the kind of presence he could bring to a team, but it would suck losing him. But obviously, like like we just said, that'd be like a shakeup move that I could see Chuck making if he didn't want to make a huge kind of move. But we'll see. By the way, if Chuck Fletcher trades for fucking stall on Detroit, I'll scream. If that's the if that's the move that we're making, I don't want to move at all. I really don't. He's better than Prosser. He's Hell better than no. I'm cool. I'm cool. Hell man. no. What are we doing here, dude? This is that. That just that's Hackstall cool. shit. I'm cool. What dude. are we doing here? That like this is the title of our last episode. Like Mark Stall, Mark fucking Stall. I saw yes, some. Yes, he's like, the I, answer to everything, man. Bro. Mark fucking Stall, the dude who's who's playing the last years of his career over there in Detroit. I saw someone say, because uh, Elliot Friedman was talking about Mark Stall and he was talking about Ellis. Those were the two names today being thrown around linked with Philly. And I saw someone say, well, they're not going to go for Ellis. They're going to go for Mark Stahl because that's more of this organization's speed. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, it what is. are we doing here? I'm like, it's facts. It's facts. But, like, <laughs> why? What are we doing here, bro? Because guess what? Why do we want Mark Stahl over, like, uh, like, I'm sure Chuck Fletcher is on the phones. I'm sure he's inquired about guys like Ellis and shit. But, like, you have to get it done, dude. Yeah, do something. Something has to happen, man. I, I don't... Like I said in the last episode, it doesn't even have to have to be a trade. Like, call Allison up. Call Tanner Lazinski up. Give give a kid a chance. You know what I mean? Shake things up. Try to put a jolt into your team. If wait, if if wisdom didn't nah, nah, I'm I'm, I'm not even gonna say that. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not that desperate yet. No, listen no, listen. <laughs> no, if, if, no. <laughs> if we are if he doesn't have to go back to juniors, bro, and there's like the last five games of the season and we are comfortably out of the playoffs. I would not be mad at a York ELC after some good games in the AHL. Maybe see him in a one-off game in the NHL. Maybe put Wisdom up there. Just for bro, there was times um, where we had just random dudes playing in those all <laughs> years in the last game. Oliver Larson. Yeah. Remember oh that? God. Remember when Jason Ask Ackerson went bar down that Ottawa game, like the last game before the season ended. Can't Cam York. You, you just mentioned him, didn't you? Did I just hear you say Cam uh, York? Dude, the more I think about it, if, if this continues, if the play that they're playing continues, I don't want York anywhere near this team. And he, uh, he, can still sign his, he can still sign his ELC and go play for Lehigh because, honestly, I'd rather watch them play right now than the Flyers. They're 100% a lot, fun to, a lot more fun to watch than the Flyers are right now. It was a hell of a game I watched. Put him there. If this continues and they're this bad, I mean, one game, Danny, obviously that's not going to hurt his development. But if they were thinking about him possibly signing his ELC and then if he looked good with the AHL to bring him up and and, and try to fix this defense, not fix it completely, obviously, but attempt to help it with him, I'm cool. I don't want him anywhere near this 
at all, dude. Like, it's every player on this team right now is not playing with confidence, and I don't want the Flyers to throw him in that. Honestly, I don't. I want to see Cam York so bad. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want him anywhere near it. I I guess I'm just kind of looking at it. Do you remember uh, the Phillies last year when they collapsed so bad, and then yeah. Alec Boom Alec Bohm started snapping, and yeah, he was like yeah. the one bright spot on the mm-hmm. team. Now, obviously, he didn't play like the last game of the year. He, like, he came in much earlier. But like, what Farabee's doing right now is literally what you're saying. But what Farabee and JVR are currently doing in this season, just being act- like actual bright spots on the team on, on, on a dismal team. In a year like this, dude, you can't worry about like I, if the team was good, you could you could worry about like burning a year at the ELC. But like you're in a year now where you need to get some positive. Like, you need to salvage really? anything I, you can. I would think the opposite. If you were good, like Colorado was in the playoffs, who gives a fuck about burning ELC? They brought McCarr right into the playoffs. Like, I, f- I feel like if you're good, you don't care about ELCs, but if you're bad, you do care about ELCs. I don't know. I don't think AV would have would have played him down the stretch this year. Yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, you never know with injuries. God forbid Hague's out longer than we know, and then somebody else gets hurt. I mean, I know Pro Rob had a shoulder thing. I mean, he came back out for the third last game, but I mean, he he's a monster. But you never know what injuries, man. I mean, we're we're one injury right right now from. Oh my gosh, would Prosser come back? Would they do that? Would they bring him back if God forbid somebody else went down? Uh, would that be the move? I don't want to see that guy again, bro. bro. Who? Hold on, but seriously, let's talk. Who would it be? Pouliot. I'd Morin? rather see Pouliot. I'd rather see Morin over all of them. I'd rather see Zamula. I don't give a fuck if he's not ready. I'd rather see Zamula than... That's than... another guy, bro. If if we're, like, out of the mix, yeah. I want him playing minutes. Oh my, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I want him playing minutes. Yeah, he, he he's a no-brainer. If we're out of the playoffs and we have, like, 14 games left or something like that, I want to see... Absolutely, I want to see Zamula. Over over Gustafson and, and Ghost at that point? Nah. Absolutely not. I would want to see some more. I tweeted this today, and I'm gonna say it again. I kind of have like I I kind of feel peace in knowing that Shane Gossespierre is not going to be a Flyer next year. Game one next year, he will not be in the Philadelphia Flyers uniform. I I, I would put my car on it, honestly. I mean, how can you bring him back? You don't. It'd be it'd be such a fucking joke if you brought him I'm back tired. for another. I'm tired of it, bro. Like, I, and it's not just the. It, it's not just because of him. It's not the player, Shane Gossespier, that I'm tired of. We know what Shane Gossespier is at this point in his career. He's an offensive defenseman with a very serious defensive liability. I'm tired of the constant arguing on the timeline about the same thing over and over again. Like arguing about Shane Gossespier deserving more minutes. Oh, no, Shane Gossespier doesn't deserve more minutes because he's a defensive liability. Like, we all know this. Like, nothing is going to change with Shane Gossespier. So I'm I'm really tired of the back and forth with him, man. I'm really tired of the games with him. AV, either you don't trust him or you trust him. You know what I mean? At this point, like, he, he he's not a 19, 20-year-old rookie that you're trying to work into the NHL. Like, either you trust Shane Gossespier or you fucking don't. Either play him or get rid of him. If you're waiting for value... Stop, because you've been doing it for three fucking years now, I feel like. Get get rid of him. Get whatever you can for him and let him go restart somewhere else. Because, honestly, I don't see Shane Gossiper having any kind of future in Philadelphia. As much as I hate to say it, he was the only bright spot when he was when he first came up. But it's it's definitely time for Shane Gossiper to, to find, a different, find a different home, I think. And that's not even saying that he's, like, that bad, honestly. 
Nah, he's not a fit here anymore. And that Gustafson signing is so bad, dude. Like, I know we talked about it last episode. I, I know it's one year, so, like, it is what it is. But it, when you really look at it, they, they didn't just spend $3 million on Gustafson. By spending that $3 million, they've effectively made him and Gustafson obsolete because they're both in the same lineup and they're the same <laughs> dude. Yeah. And it's like, and, and now you just kind of wash 7.5 mil. That's, you- that's really what they're doing, like. You said it best. You signed a three million dollar player to, to to bench a four point five million dollar player. It oh makes zero God. sense, dude. Do you remember like before the season when I was saying like, oh, remember like you can't they can't do that thing where like they sit Gossespear like they did last yeah. year in the playoffs. Yeah, you can't have that. And like they did it again, bro. Like yeah. it's so crazy. What are we doing here? Like I can't stop saying that. It's if like, you're, this is all I gotta say about Shane Gossespear. If you're gonna sit Shane Gossespear because of his turnovers and and the, the shit that just comes with him as a player. Then get rid of him because that's just who he is. You know what I mean? It's just if that's the reason why it's just that's what they, you having him on your team is you acknowledging the fact that Shane Gossespierre is not a good defensive player. You should know that from the start. So you should have him with a defensive defenseman. Not, I mean Myers has played well the last couple games. I think I mean he had his turnover today, but overall I think it's been better than the past week. But yeah. The defensive defenseman liability defenseman, let's put him with the guy who's been struggling all year. But I know they don't have a lot of options. There's, there's, there's zero options. But it's just I'm not surprised that the breakdowns happen because it's just a very – it's just a defense that's struggling right now, man, big time, for multiple different reasons. I agree. And I think at this point I'm going to save the rest of my emotion for this press conference tomorrow. Yeah, I don't want to get too out of hand. Sorry. I mean, we've already thrown Lawton – trade scenario out there you've already said let's blow it the fuck up <laughs> obviously not that's, a rebuild i don't retool. like the team i know i know don't uh, like the team danny do you think that's just the the recency bias in you snapping bro or are you done <laughs> that i i something needs to change that here's the thing i expect it more out of this team so i need a retooling i think a retooling will get this team where it needs to be back on track i think this team is off track i don't know which guy in particular it is there's not one guy you really can single out and that's, say it's that's his the fault. problem that's the problem if you could look at this team if they were playing the way they played against the islanders last night and they lost the way they played you can single that out you can single the problem out with a game like that and be like, okay, they need a they 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 need a defenseman. It's pretty obvious they need a defensive veteran defenseman that they can play with Provorov, and just that addition alone, the trickle down effect that gives, could really help this team. But then again, then you look at this uh, the game today and just the inconsistency factor. You don't know what team you're getting, and it's just it's super frustrating, man. Yeah. So like I said, in hindsight, big picture, thirty games. Could be an overreaction, but when you look at this team's track record and you look at the contracts that are due up and the contracts that we already have on guys that aren't getting younger, it's like Jamie retooling needs to be done. Jamie Martinez brought up a really interesting thing. thing that I I remember him saying it, but it kind of got lost in the back of my head. Remember he mentioned to us, I don't know if it was last year towards the end of the season, uh, I mean, uh, before the draft or... Right when this season started, but he mentioned how he was scared of the the curse of the Flyers of missing the playoffs every other year happening, and he was like, "Hey, this kind of oh like it's trending that way now." And it that, that when I read that tweet, my heart dropped because I remember me and you talking about it, and we were like, "Nah, that bullshit's over. This team's good. Last year, it's different now. It's different now." And granted, that team was good. They, like 
even though this team is honestly kind of the same on paper, it's not the same team. The mentality is just completely different. It's just a, it's bad. It's bad, man. Jamie kind of scared me with that one a little bit. Jamie, if you're listening, you scared me, bub. <laughs> <laughs> bad. I don't know, right, man. Yeah. Let's let's wrap this up because we're probably gonna be back tomorrow. Yeah, to be honest, uh, Danny's gonna Danny's gonna listen to the the press conference. I I have work, so I'm gonna try my best to to be on Twitter and, and see what this fucking guy says. What do you yeah. What do you want going into that press conference? What would what, what what would he have to say for you to come out of it and be like, okay, I'm kind of satisfied with what he said. I'm I'm a little bit more confident in this team than I was before. Honestly, bro, I just want honesty. Yeah. That I, I want will, accountability I want him, and honesty. I don't want any beat around the bush hextall shit that we've gotten for the last four, five fucking years, bro. I don't want any of that. If I hear any of that, I'm like, I'm gonna hop on here and we're gonna have some. I'm gonna be screaming because that's just hextall shit. That's hextall, hextall shit, and I don't want any of that. I want accountability. I want, I want Chuck to come out here and, and, yeah. and basically, I want him to basically say that we need. That I know we need to go out there and get a defenseman. I, I know that Elliot Friedman said that Chuck's been scouring the market ever since last year ever since niski retired but i need him to come out and, and and tell me to my face basically yeah i need him basically to admit that this team isn't good and i need him to say that he's on the case like i, I need him to be like yeah i see what you're seeing i'm frustrated too i'm working on it just tell me that and i'll be like all right I'll yep. check back that's, with you. That's I'll check back with you at the deadline. That is literally all we want because uh, another factor that comes into the people saying like, "Hey, we want trades, we want trades," and obviously it would nice to be, it would nice to see just something happen. But then again, you look at it and the the trade deadline is April twelfth, right? Some I yeah, I think so. So yeah. it's sometime around the start of April. So we still have a little bit more time. So. This might be what Chuck Fletcher is doing. He's looking at this situation right now, and he's saying, I don't know what this team is right now. So do I want to make a move for an Eklund or an Ellis, a Manson, or somebody like that? And then this team is actually not a defenseman away from, from turning things around? And then what do I do? I just gave up assets for this guy, and then now we're kind of fucked. You know what I mean? Now I've really got to protect Eklund or, or pay Seattle to to not take Eklund or, or, or not take my. You know what I mean? So he might be looking at this team, but okay, I might ride this team out until close to the trade deadline to see what I really have. He doesn't want to make a move because he doesn't want that move to come back and bite him in the ass. So it's very frustrating right now. I think there's a chance that we might come out of this press conference tomorrow very, very upset. Very upset. Or or we could just be like, all right, he's working on something, and we, yeah, we might get, I mean, a, get a change soon. You could throw any kind of scenario up there, but – I, I already said what I want him to say. What I think is going to happen tomorrow is what I think what I think is going to happen tomorrow is what we don't want to happen tomorrow is what it, he's going to come out and basically say that just sugarcoat things. Uh, I think he's what he's going to do. Hopefully he doesn't do it, man, but we'll see. I'm not going to react to something that didn't happen yet, so I'm, I'm biting my tongue right now. So. Agree, agree. Definitely tune in to our Twitter tomorrow. There's going to be conversations popping off all day on there. Yeah, It's going to be sure. the most passion-filled day uh, in a little bit now, actually, probably. Nice little episode. That was a little 40-minute. Yeah. That, was the, that, that needed to be done. Emergency press conference, kind of. Yeah, for sure. It was fun. But tomorrow we'll be back, hopefully. So we'll see what this guy says. 
Absolutely. Check us out on the socials at the Liberty Yo, at Tly Danny, at Chris Thumps. Are they getting a go for? Danny, are, this team, are they getting a go Danny, floor? Danny, this team could go 0-82-0, and, and they'll always get a go floor. 